Hello, Composer Quest listeners. It's me, Charlie McCarran, your composer host in Minneapolis, and I'm excited to announce the fifth Composer Quest quest. In this challenge, we're going to get in the Christmas spirit and arrange Christmas carols for the Amadeus Chamber Symphony to play, along with choirs from the College of St. Benedict and St. John's University, my alma mater. They have an annual Christmas concert that draws in over 1,500 people, so it's going to be great exposure for you if your arrangement gets chosen. I'll also feature recordings from the concert here on Composer Quest for a special Christmas episode. In a minute, I'll talk with Dr. Axel Timer, the director of the orchestra and choirs, about what he is looking for in arrangements. But if you want to cut to the chase, you can go to composerquest.com quest5 and I'll have all the details you need to know about this challenge. The due date is October 23rd, 11.59 p.m. Central Time, so you have about three weeks to email me, charlie at composerquest.com, and send me a PDF of your arrangement, along with a MIDI file or audio recording of your piece, if you can. So what instrumentation are we going to be writing for? Well, the Amadeus Chamber Symphony has two flutes, two oboes, two clarinets, one bassoon, two French horns, two trumpets, one trombone, strings, organ, timpani, and they could also get some other percussion in there, but that's a little bit more limited. In your arrangement, you'll also want the melody along with lyrics of this carol because it's a sing-along. The audience is actually going to be joining in with the choir in singing the melody. You can also arrange harmonies for the choir in soprano, alto, tenor, bass arrangement, but just keep in mind the audience needs to be able to pick out the main melody and sing along. The director, Axel Timer, gave me a list of carols he'd like to see arranged for the orchestra, and he also told me which keys work best for the audience to sing along with. So those carols are Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence, D minor, O Come All Ye Faithful, A Major, What Child Is This, E Minor, Lo How a Rose Air Blooming, F Major, Angels We Have Heard on High, F Major, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, F Major, Silent Night, B Flat Major, and Joy to the World, D Major. I have all of these listed at composerquest.com quest5, and on that page I would ask you to just click on the carol you're thinking about arranging so that everyone knows which carols are being worked on and we avoid the situation of everybody picking Joy to the World or something. So I hope you get to join in and I hope your piece gets performed. Obviously not everyone's will if we get a huge influx of arrangements, but let's go to my talk with the director, Axel Timer, to find out what he's looking for in arrangements for the orchestra and choir. I'm here with Dr. Axel Timer, professor of music at St. John's University and choir director. And how long have you led choirs here? I just finished my 44th year and uh, am still looking to introduce changes and novelties and new ideas, which is uh, one of the reasons why we are talking right now. Yeah. Because uh, we have our annual Christmas programs that uh, involve always some audience sing-along, uh, singing of carols, 
and the arrangements that we have right now, some of them we, or the orchestra at least, considers a little bit on the trite side. <laughs> and they are just general run-of-the-mill, and I think they're looking for something that's maybe a little bit more interesting, a little bit more challenging for the individual instrumental parts. But at the same time, it supports in spirit and everything the mood and the message of the carol. Sure. And in the past, you've just used hymns, right? We occasionally we have used hymns out of, out of a regular hymnal. And the orchestra, we just gave them a copy of it. And they either played the melody or played one of the harmonies or added their own line as long as it fit the overall harmony that was part of the arrangement that we had in front of us. But even at those times, then the, the choir usually still sang unison because the entire audience would just uh, be singing in unison as well. And you most likely wouldn't hear too much of the choral parts uh, with uh, uh, five, six or eight hundred or many more people singing joyfully. Some instruments will carry the melody along with the sing-along, but do you have any thoughts on ratio of how many instruments should carry that line? No, not at all. Uh, I think usually the violins expect that they (laughs) 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 they get the the melody, but uh, I think they possibly would enjoy having a descant or having a a harmony part instead of always having the melody. Uh, What we have not had in the past in any of the arrangements was there was not much of a change from verse to verse. So it'd be nice to have more of a change for... It would would be great, it would be great, in which case then obviously the choral parts would definitely be in unison because then it becomes a little bit more complicated to also change the entire choral arrangement to fit the harmonies. A lot of the composers that are listening compose in all different kinds of styles, and I was kind of wondering how far can they stray from the original tonality of one of these Christmas carols? I love non-traditional harmonies as long as it's uh, keeping in mind that uh, all those carols will be sung by an audience uh, so there will be a lot of people who love to sing, love to sing Christmas carols but might be totally thrown if something gets too far out of their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Uh, On the other hand I think a lot of uh, congregations and churches are used to have the organist really take off on his or her own on the last verse and come up with all kinds of uh, interesting harmonies. Again, something maybe not too wild, but uh, certainly not the traditional harmony that everybody's used to, as long as maybe the first verse has the traditional harmony so that everybody increases their confidence, say, hey, this is great, I love to sing. And then when they suddenly hear different accompaniment, that they actually continue to sing and are not being either thrown off or, you know, some people might be very traditional so that they're not scandalized, so, <laughs> so that it doesn't become a Stravinsky <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> experience with yeah. people booing after <laughs> they've heard a piece of music. But I, I, I love innovation. I, I love new colors. If it doesn't become just an exercise in trying to be different, uh, that 
obviously I would not be as interested in. But if it really makes sense, justifiable sense, then uh, the more fun somebody is willing to have, the better for all of us, especially if it continues to reflect the basic spirit and mood of the music and the text. Mm -hmm. So let's say that we have a ton of submissions and not everyone's will get picked, but how will the selection process work? Well, through the orchestra, I have an artistic committee, and each one of the instrumental groups is represented on the artistic board so that there's somebody who is an expert in a particular instrumental area, and they will be part of the selection process. And it really is going to be, in a way, how playable is it without having to spend a lot of uh, practice time with it because we have a limited number of rehearsals and then do the concerts. What would you say is the attendance of... Well, for the concerts that we have here on campus, we have two concerts and attendance there is limited because of the size of the room. We usually have about 380, so that's full. And then we do the same concert in the Basilica in, in Minneapolis every year. And there, last year, I think it was 1,100 or 1,200 people at the concert. So that's, the Basilica is full, you know. So for whoever's music is going to be used, first of all, it becomes a great exposure mm-hmm. because they're obviously listed and will be acknowledged in, in, the, in the program. Uh, then who knows? Uh, there's always need for music like this, that if it's something that catches on, that people really enjoy and we get comments on it, there always will be publishers that I'm sure would be interested in taking a look at this because if it's accessible, and that brings again my response to early on how difficult is it going to be, but if it's accessible, then you can get a good community orchestra with a group of church choirs starting to use these arrangements simply because somebody from a different community has heard it and says, I like this, and where can I get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and thanks to the Amadeus Orchestra, too, for being up for performing these, because they're really fantastic, too. Well, uh, it, it's one of those symbiosis things. It's, uh, hopefully, it's, it's going to be good for everybody. Any last words of wisdom for the composer arrangers oh, out there? Oh, have fun. I'm looking forward to having the opportunity to... Uh, look what everybody is doing and hopefully also have the opportunity to meet some of the composers at the performance of their pieces. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been a pleasure, Axel. Well, thank you. Good luck to you this fall. Thanks. Thanks the same to you. Yeah. So there's your quest, should you choose to accept it, and I hope you will. Remember again to sign up at composerquest.com slash quest5 and email me your arrangement charlie at composerquest.com by 11.59 p.m. on Wednesday, October 23rd. And you can always email me before that if you have any questions or if you want any feedback on your arrangement. If this is the first time you've heard about ComposerQuest, you should go to composerquest.com and check out all the other interviews and episodes I've done. There's over 50 of them now, all free to stream or download. So good luck to all of you who are going to try this quest. I actually got a head start on this challenge already, and so I thought I would share with you the beginning of my arrangement of Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence.